1: This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
2: Good morning, Tim Growl and Vince DiDario here to get your Saturday going as your Fighting Irish prepare to take on the Wisconsin Badgers in Chicago. The game in Soldier Field starts at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 Central Standard Time. And personally, I'm not sure I agree with games starting that early, but it is what it is. So as we do every Notre Dame game, we are indeed here with great conversations all centered around your team and football talk. Today, we'll be joined by former running back and now author, Reggie Brooks. Also, we will be chatting with former Notre Dame players, Bobby Brown, Reggie Florima, and from the Irish team to play, the last Irish team to play at Soldier Field in 2012, linebacker, Jarrett Grace. Plus, we will have our weekly features, the key bank keys to the game, and put me in coach. And right now, let's put in Vince. Good morning. I think it is good morning. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a good enough morning. It's a game day. So, you know, once we're vertical, we're good. It's just a, it's getting from horizontal to vertical, you know, but uh, I'm excited. It's it's this is a big game for Notre Dame. And uh, we're going to learn a lot about this team. Frankly, we're going to learn a lot about Wisconsin, too. Uh, so I think this is there. Notre Dame's not going to have a problem getting up at noon for this game. That's for sure. So we'll do our part. We're up ready to go at seven o'clock uh to to root on the irish get excited get some guys in here to talk about the game and uh should be a lot of fun
2: so what are you looking for as the biggest areas of improvement this week
3: well i mean it starts and finishes with the offensive line right i mean they have to improve for this team to be good they all notre dame needs is an average offensive line if they get an average offensive line this team will take off because they've got skill position guys all over the field and if jack code can get any kind of time whatsoever he's going to be really 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 dangerous throwing the football so if this line can get to be average that this is going to be a very very good football team remember clemson won a national championship with an offensive line that i don't think has anybody in the nfl right now no. mm-hmm. so they're average you know they were average but it was enough because they had guys that were dynamic when they got the ball in their hands notre dame has the same thing so if this Offensive line can keep taking steps in the right direction. Good things are going to happen for Notre Dame.
2: And what are we looking out of Wisconsin? The same old thing: um, run, run, run.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, this is this is going to be an opportunity to see what Marcus Freeman has. I'm sure he's been keeping a few things close to the vest uh, because they're going to have to slow down Wisconsin's run game. They absolutely have to do that. Their pass game is nothing special. I mean, their heralded quarterback who apparently took the job from Jack Cohn. If you read all the Wisconsin uh, media, he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass yet. Jack Cohen has eight. So um, I, I if you gave Paul Chris, the head coach at Wisconsin, some truth serum and locked him in a room and asked him which quarterback he'd rather have, I have a feeling he'd rather have the one that's in blue and gold now as opposed to the one that's in red and white. So uh, Notre Dame has to stop the run game. They can stop the pass game. I'm not overly worried about that, but they have to slow down the Wisconsin run game, have to.
2: All right, it's going to be a pretty decent day at the Soldier Field. Might be a little blustery with that wind coming in off the lake, but it'll be a good day for football. And we had a good day or good night the other night. We were able to catch up with former Notre Dame running back uh, Reggie Brooks, and we did a two-part interview. So, Matt, if you can cue that up, Vince and I will sit back and enjoy Reggie Brooks. We're with former Notre Dame running back Reggie Brooks, who's kind enough to give us some of his time as we get prepared for Wisconsin. Hey, Reggie, how you doing today? I'm doing quite well. Uh, looking forward
4: to uh, the, this matchup. Um, you know, like I said, uh, it's going to be kind of funny playing against uh, Wisconsin. Never had that opportunity, but just having the connection with Barry Alvarez being there. Uh, and, and then Jack Cohen being the
2: quarterback there a couple of years ago. So it will be interesting. And you have an interesting book that just came out. You know, we've talked a number of times. I think we talked last year, and you didn't even tell us that you were going to be an, an author. But Reggie's got a book, If These Walls Could Talk, no, Stories from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Sideline, Locker Room and Press Box, uh, co-written with John Heisler. So a book. Why now? It was just, it was just kind of – the
4: pandemic, you know, didn't have a lot going on. I mean, we had, we had, were doing the, you know, a lot of times, like I said, game days. I'm pretty much tied up for from basically Friday till early Sunday morning, right? And had a lot more time on my hands, and it was a brought to me. And to be honest, with you, the reason I never really said anything about it until it basically till it came out is because I didn't believe it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow you know and it's still still hard to you know you know, grasp that concept but um it was it just it just felt like the right time because of my experiences at Notre dame both as a student and an athlete um and coming back and as an alum coming back to campus um, and then coming back as an employee of the university and then moving into athletics it just you know it felt right and you know and all the struggles that these young men were going through during the pandemic and watching their commitment, and it just kind of helped me reflect back on my time at Notre Dame. We didn't go through any kind of a pandemic, but you know, we, you know those challenging times. How you're able to overcome those, um, and and what sets Notre Dame apart in the, in that respect.
2: This is the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show at nine sixty AM WSBT. We're talking with former Fighting Irish running back and current executive director. of Holtz's Heroes Foundation. Let's let's stay on on that book. You've probably read sports books before. What makes what did you want to make yours different than other sports books?
4: Well, I just finished reading um, Rocky Blyer's um, kind of basically memoirs, and I'm I'm a huge Rocky Blyer fan. And yeah, so um, are we. Just, yeah. Just you know, and and after reading that, it was like just within about a month or so after reading that, that I was approached about it. And it was just like, and just reading Rocky's book, talking about his life, but it was such an easy read and a comfortable read because it helped you get to know who he was. And that was kind of the the impetus for the book is getting to know myself, my journey, but also um, the impact Notre Dame has, you know, had on my life when I got to Notre Dame while I was there and then after and how it's still impacting me And the different people that I was blessed enough to come in contact with, not just, you know, athletes and and football players, you know, just my relationship. Uh, My wife worked there as well. And with the admissions office and the different people that you get connected with. And I remembered my time as a when I was being recruited, some of the the one of the biggest things that really jumped out to me about Notre Dame were the people and not not the president of the university not the administrators not the coaches but people that were grounds crew and and you know just you know the everyday people it really impacted me and kind of helped shape my growth as a person and and also as a father and as a husband
3: Reggie you you have such a unique perspective obviously being there as a student athlete under under coach Holtz but then being there and seeing a few different regimes right all the way you know what, three or four different head coaches, I think, in total. How have things – I mean, obviously, this is a loaded question, so take it whatever whatever direction you want to go, but how? what are the major things have just changed from your time there as a student athlete to up to last year, uh, you know, when you've been around the program in such a close manner?
4: Well, the biggest thing that just stands out to me is just the, the amount of money around the game now. You know, I remember Coach didn't make a whole lot of money, and he was – kind of freelancing and going out and doing speaking engagements (laughs) in the spring before spring ball, when we were doing winter conditioning, Um, the amount of money that coaches are making is very significant. So that's one thing that, that is very uh, huge, that, that really hit me the difference in, in this day and age and how the game is no longer about so much the game as it used to be. It's (laughs) unfortunately the media runs college sports right you know and that and so that's the thing is it's a lot of i mean and it's kind of started my you know sophomore about sophomore junior year in the the early 90s when you know media rights were kind of coming into play. And notre dame had been on tv all the time and but the the difference is i remember us playing you know noon one o'clock now you got games on tuesday monday tuesday wednesday thursday right. friday every day of the week you know, it used to be Saturday football. You know, you know Saturday afternoons, sitting down. You know, you got people coming, and you you knew. Now you you don't know when the game is until a week before. Right. What time the game is until a yeah. week week before the game starts, and it's just just the the invasiveness of, and the, the the lack of rivalries now. I mean, you know how the rivalries have have changed, and you know, you know, I we not been with Michigan and everybody been in the Big Ten. You know, the game last – this past week against Purdue, we hadn't played Purdue in a while in like I think seven years or so. And it's yeah. like – and it's just the, these – just the amount of, you know, and the lack of people understanding of those rivalries, the intensity of them and the importance of at least in my eyes. And you see now it's just – it's just whatever is going to, you know, you know, get the ratings and make the money, unfortunately.
2: He's Reggie Brooks. I'm Tim Grau, along with Vince D'Ario, with the former Notre Dame running back and author of the new book, If These Walls Could Talk, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, Reggie Brooks. You collaborated with uh, another friend of our show, John Heisler, and I'd be remiss if I did, we didn't send out our condolences to the loss of John's wife suddenly. I'm sure it's tragic, and I know you knew her too, and, and uh, our hearts' prayers go out to everybody. Um, but working oh, yeah, with
4: John... It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful one. Beautiful, yeah, I didn't, absolutely I didn't know her, but incredible. that's
2: all I've ever heard about her, you know, and uh, it's going to be a big void for John, uh, John to fill. But he's, he's got friends like you and others from the Nordine family to help him, too, which is is countless. Um, but how was that? How did you he approach you about doing the book together? You approach him or how did that work out?
4: No, it was uh, it was actually, you know, they asked me uh, Triumph Books is the publisher asked me about it and be honest with Jack said, if, if John wasn't up for doing it, cause they, you know, they had, if they, if he wasn't up for doing it, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> I mean, literally I was the only, only person I would, would collaborate with just because of my trust in his integrity and, you know, the values that he holds. And then just our connectedness we've had over, you know, my time, you know, my 30 years at Notre Dame, it just, felt right it was like there's no one else that I would have even remotely considered to to write a book with other than uh John heisler
2: and how did you guys collaborate did you have like certain just just start jotting down or or different memories or different things and i'm i wonder if John or you ever disagreed on how you remembered something
4: I would record things and um and that was that was also what made it such a uh you know it's a really easy read and a comfortable read because you know, some of the things that I may not have, you know, gaps that may have been in some of the stories he could easily fill in because he was there, you know, some of the road trips, um, you know, we were, you know, cause I hadn't really gone outside of, uh, Oklahoma until I start taking recruiting visits. So, you know, oh. I got to see the country going to Notre Dame and, you know, talk you know, the barnstorming and understand the nature of those trips, the places we stayed, the people that you would encounter he was there, you know, he would go on the trips with us. So a lot of the things that, you know, some of the, the trips like to Colorado, you know, I talk about that and it's not so much about the football as it is, you know, the beauty and seeing parts of the country that you had never seen a, you know, a guy, you know, little, little guy, you know, young man from Tulsa, Oklahoma going to New York and, you know, and he had seen, cause he had been a lot of these places. John is very well traveled. so. But So he could connect a lot of the dots because one of the things that uh, I do remember is, you know, we just did these interviews uh, in preparation for the media and John was very instrumental in helping out with those. So he just made it a lot more comfortable and easy to do because he knew me, I knew him, our families know each other. And we, we our paths have been intertwined for so long. It just, he he made it extremely easy. So a lot of times I would, Record and you know uh, record uh, messages on a recording deal and give them to him and he would you know type it out and then we would talk it out and you know say hey you know making sure that we're remembering things the same <laughs> so it was a lot of collaboration it was also the f- fun part of actually talking to you know I had, I've always enjoyed talking to Heist and you know again for those that don't we call him Heist uh but it was just just it he made me so comfortable in in going through the process you know because he's done it so many times i was nervous as no i'll get out sure and after going through and going through a couple of iterations of it, these different stories it it just all fell into place and i got more and more comfortable talking about telling the different stories and i was able to recount some things and we would talk about have a good laugh about it because you know it's like it was. It's like I said. There's some interesting stories in the book that are not always focused on the game, but it gives you a perspective of the the athlete uh, from an athletic per, athlete's perspective. Uh, you know, I always say the game didn't. You know, the game, the success in the games started back in the spring, and that was when teams really came together during the spring.
2: Do you have – we're talking with uh, Reggie Brooks, uh, the author of These Walls Could, If These Walls Could Talk, Notre Dame Fighting uh, Irish. Did um, You were talking about coming from Oklahoma. I don't remember if we asked this in a previous interview or not. Um, were you recruited heavy by Oklahoma and Oklahoma State?
4: And that's the cool thing about – well, I don't, it depends on where you, how you look at it. <laughs> it was cool to me because, you know, both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State were both uh, both on – probation the year i came out <laughs> so i was definitely recruited it was just uh <laughs> they were in they were in ncaa by you know, had some ncaa violations so mm-hmm. timing of it was like i think it worked out better for me because you know notre dame was just a better fit just because of you know the, my brother being there and you know just winning the national championship so a lot of things had fallen into place to that where that was just the better fit for me.
2: Before we go on in our next segment, talk about the Holtz's Heroes Foundation, this year's team and everything you want to tantalize our, our soon to be purchase of your book with a one short tale or anything episode that would wet their whistle and make them go out and get that book.
4: Well, again, if you want to know some of the stories about some of the guys, you know, like the, the you know, the Rockets and, Rodney Culver's, you know, he was the lone captain, you know, passed away. Right. You know, I, I intertwine a lot of the relationships that were built. My relationship with Jerome Bettis, you know, being backfield mates and, you know, how we played off of each other. A lot of times people tend to, you know, get some jealousy there. Um, and that was never the case. And, you know, why we were so successful as a, a running back tandem and as a backfield tandem because you also had rick meyer that was the quarterback you know the relationship that was built beyond the playing field and what you saw on saturdays is very much um discussed in the book because i think that's what built um that's what builds great teams are the relationships that go on that you don't see so it definitely gives you a good perspective of relationships and, and interactions that we would have outside of the game
2: is it stocked already at the Notre Dame bookstores do you know
4: it should be uh I don't I know I'm doing a book signing at the bookstore at USC weekend right and I'm I picked that weekend because again it's USC and I, I'm a firm <laughs> believer in rivalries and that's one of the most you know the biggest rivalries and you know the fact that we didn't get to play it last year right was uh kind of devastating to me so to come back and be a part of that that um you know to rekindle that rivalry and be able to do a book signing and actually that was probably one of my best games uh <laughs> for my career took place unfortunately it was out there in california but uh always always enjoy beating usc you were all over the place.
2: You know, the best thing about that thing, all, all the points that you uh, scored and the team scored is that that dang horse didn't have to go right around that track too often that night.
4: Yeah, we shut, we shut that horse down pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you got it. We'll be uh, right back on the WSBT game day show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
1: This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
2: And the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air, your cooling and clean air specialists. Find them online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. Also participating sponsors include edward jones making sense of investing contact mary vague in south bend or kimberly tippardoe in south bend fishers barbecue and catering at 2013 east mckinley avenue in mishawaka for drive through carry out or catering just look for the smoke four winds casino your entertainment escape key bank earn up to two percent cash back on purchases with key cashback credit Card. KeyBank opens doors. For more info visit keybank.com/cashback. KeyBank is a member of FDIC. Mimos Pizza on Edison in Mishawaka. If you like pizza, you'll love Mimos. Manja Manja. Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Your authentic Mexican served fresh daily at McKinley and Division in Mishawaka. MontereyMexican.com. South and Orthopedic Physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. Wings Etc. Grill and Pub with 14 area locations. Stop in today or order online at togo.wingsetc.com. And Orthopedic Sports Medicine Center, OSMC, providing orthopedic care to Michiana since 1973. Also brought to you by Salsa's Mexican Grill. Share good times and great times this football season at Salsa's Mexican Grill. Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. And the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Sherwood Tire. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger. Low Zero. Your to launch your career at Low apply today. Life at lowzero.com. Leck Lightner Door. Martin Supermarkets. Pet Refuge. In Rug Company Studio and Gift Shop, Tim Growl State Farm Insurance, Zollman's Best One Tire and Auto Care, serving your family for three generations. Auto Value Auto Parts, the store where service is different. We get it. And Reggie Brooks was kind enough to stay with us to talk more about football, NIL, and other topics. So let's have Reggie Brooks part two. We're back with our uh, second part of our interview with Reggie Brooks. He's nice enough to stay here. And actually it was a a, a really comparison that you were saying about Rocky Blyer and liking him or anything in all the years doing the show, Rocky Blyer is the only person that we had on two segments. You're the second person that's been on for two segments. (laughs) Actually, I think, I think next week. Well, yeah. What a, what a guy, I mean, geez, all the people you talk to and run into, I mean, all of them are really good guys, but what a story, what a story he has. And I'm so glad you guys had your functions going out at the same time and you could actually catch up with each other last weekend.
4: Let's talk about it was just always uh, good to to see and talk to him. I'll
2: go ahead. Sorry. There's just a little delay there. All right. So, um, let's talk as executive director of Holtz's heroes foundation. Let's give a, a, a plug. What is Holtz's heroes foundation?
4: The Ciro's foundation is a a 501c non-for-profit organization that's focused on education, um, helping others, and particularly with um, uh, food drives and also the former players uh, of coach Holtz that, you know, that have fallen on hard times, have had some difficulties and those that have passed away that, you know, to be able to assist their families and also working in our communities to do do more and be more actively involved in, in helping those in our, in our various communities. Uh, the good thing about Hoots Heroes, we have guys all over the country and it's not just, you know, hey, give some money. We're very much about boots on the ground, getting our hands, I won't say dirty, getting our hands involved with the success of young people and providing leadership and character character development for our young people all over the country. So it's not just you know a bunch of you know a few high profile guys our guys get out you know we we deliver food i mean now that we're coming out of the pandemic being able to do things in person uh we have some activities we're doing across the country with our guys and making sure that we support that promoted um you know you know the bus stops foundation Bus stops here foundation with drone bettis um the worldly uh organization with uh daryl gordon so um the family foundation that uh, rick Meyer has so we're very active in assisting our former athletes that played for Coach Hoitz, and just building that legacy. You know, we we focus on trust, love, and commitment. That's something that we uh, that was instilled in us at Notre Dame under Coach Hoitz, and we want to live that out uh, every day of our lives.
3: Now, Reggie, we know. I mean, obviously, it, it's it's all part of your book. You, you spent so much time at Notre Dame and you know i know you but you were active with with holtz's heroes and and things like that from a player standpoint it had to be even though it's such a wonderful organization it had to be tough to kind of leave that comfort zone of notre dame and what you've known and what you've been and and how everything was going so well working with the alumni and everything at notre dame to kind of really uproot move across the country and take over you know your your new position with holtz's heroes how did that come about and why did you ultimately make that decision?
4: Well, the the main, main uh, impetus of making the decision was my wife. Um, she took a, a position with the city of Fort Worth. And, um, you know, she's been so supportive of me and my career. You know, we've traveled, you know, playing professionally, you know, then you know, working um, in different aspects of corporate America. She's always been supportive of my career. And this was just my opportunity to kind of, not it's not returned the favor it was just her time and so the Hoaxes heroes opportunity presented itself because it allows me to work from home um and it still allows me to do what i was doing at notre dame in terms of working with former athletes um but it also expanded that opportunity to really um where, where some things that you know when I, things i was doing in notre dame i had some restrictions because of you know university policies that you know it, it kind of takes time for things to be be moved and be able to do things well with hostess heroes we can be a lot more um proactive and really affect change where people are and it's not you know really restricted by a lot of the things that you know the university uh, can mandate and in oxford i'll still have my relationship with the university and particularly athletic department and they were very gracious and um, working with me to make that transition. And I still have our, I mean, we still have our annual reunion there. So I'll still be very closely connected with the university and with Ath- Notre Dame Athletics because it did shape such a large part of my life and it still is.
5: That's, <clears throat>
2: excuse me, that's Reggie Brooks. We're here on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day show at 9:60 AMW SBT. Either Vince and Reggie, either one of you watched the Friday Night Light series? Did either one of you? Oh,
3: watch? the TV show? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: That was the best. That last episode of the show was exactly what happened. Coach Taylor went where his wife went (laughs) after all the sacrifices she had made all the years.
4: And and and, and, you know that that was another thing. You know you know seeing Coach, um, you know having lost his wife a a little over a year ago, Mm -hmm. and seeing how impactful that was, but just knowing her and how the sacrifices she made to to support him in his career, and I know the sacrifice that he made when she got sick, he was her primary caregiver and, you know, just that, that really had an impact on me because I know them, the value and the importance of having a a strong family base and what that means and having that type of support.
2: Sure. Um, Well said. Uh, Before we move on to uh, some more football talk, how about anybody would like more information on Holtz's Heroes foundation or make a contribution or whatever they could do?
4: You can go to the, our website, um, hostsheroes.org, uh, and click on it's top, top, uh, top left, top right, if you're looking at it, your screen, and click on the donate button, and it'll give you some different options of you can donate to the scholarship fund, you can do- donate to Bold Food Drive, or you could donate to the Bobby Satterfield Fund, which is our fund to help the uh, those that are struggling, and you can also uh, send a check to um, Brian Baker, who's our, um, our secretary and treasurer, and he's very instrumental in the, the financial part of it. And, um, so he would, you could send it to him, uh, via 96, 9630 Claymont Lane, Fishers, Indiana, 46037. Um, and, you know, you can write a check to that or, to our organization And again you're going to be there supporting you're going to be supporting uh, a great group of people because we see this is not just something for guys that play for coach Oates. this is something you know our our scholarships go to help those that are in need that's the focus is helping those that are in need and doing it across the country so um, feel free to give me a call Um, i can be reached by cell five, seven, four, five, three, two, zero, two, three, two. I don't have problem people calling me um, (laughs) because I, I, you know, I understand the importance of what people go through the struggles and, you know, people want to help. And this is, you know, we, we're helping across the country and we believe in the mission that we have. And we believe in the people that we have on uh, on the ground doing things and doing the things the right way.
2: Well, it's, a, it's a great organization and all your you know all your fellow players and you have a, a board of directors does that change every year uh yes okay and how many players So we are-
4: have a board is is an annual uh and we actually have committees so we have our mm-hmm. executive committee finance committee governance um service committee scholarship committee uh development so we we and we keep guys coming because again it was a 10 year 10 11 year period the coach was here and we get guys coming in um, and very active. And so and that's the good thing about it. It's like, it's not just, you know, a handful of guys that are coming and it's the same guys. We have, you know, 300 guys, not to mention just the form. It's not just the former players. We reach out to former coaches that coached it coached during our time. We reach out to the student managers, the, the senior managers. They're very um, involved in it because they were an instrumental part of the team. So, we, this is a family deal and it's not just the players, we, you know, we encourage family members, wives, um, children to be involved, because this is not an organization that we want to just uh, be sustain itself while we're alive. We want it to go live beyond us and continue to be a beacon of light and, and, and helping others and having our children and those around us. So we're big about partnerships, as long as it's going to go out and, and actively support the efforts and you know, that we're, we're our mission, then we're all for it, and we don't matter. It doesn't matter who gets the credit, as long as people are being helped and you know, differences are made in people's lives.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, and we're happy to have your your players and board members on to help keep getting that word out. And you've been so gracious with that too, and we'll continue that through the the rest of the year. Uh, Tim Grau, Vincent Dario, with former Notre Dame running back and uh, author now. I keep wanting to go turn to football and everything, but I got to ask one question. Do you ever get your sister, your wife or anything? Reggie, you wrote a book? I mean.
4: actually, <laughs> like I said, my wife, she's like, what is wrong with you? I mean, she's she's the one that's not surprised. <laughs> I'm the one that's like, so I literally, my, my sister and both my brothers call my, actually both my sisters and my brothers, that's really bad that I'm thinking about. It. I'm saying it out loud and it's like, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> like my brothers and sisters call me it's like, dude, are you serious? You wrote a book and you didn't say anything. And I was
2: like, I guess I
4: didn't. <laughs> oh, so well, I'm I'm been in hot water. So I, I was I've gonna been say I a, a Somebody
2: said, hey, how was Reggie? How did he come? And they're like, what? What? What book?
4: <laughs> it, it literally they found out via our we have a family uh, uh messenger thread, and my cousin. Put it up on the on the on the board, th- uh, the the message board for our family, a private family board. And my sister called me and really ringed me out. And I was like, <laughs> I had no excuse. I was like, yeah, I was
2: uh, my bad. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> I had it. no excuse whatsoever. Yeah. All right. Let's turn to uh, the Notre Dame football this year. And and uh, you did the post game shows all the time, analyzing everything. And we know we had a, a lot of. What did we get? Three of the events went from the NFL. Went to the nfl so we're kind of starting it four because one of the
4: guys uh uh, you know four of the five offensive linemen from last year Mm -hmm. are in is in the nfl right now
6: yeah
2: so from a running back perspective and a football analyst expect so what do you think can be done or is it just growing pains with the offensive line
4: i was concerned about the offensive line back in the spring Um, and it was because if if you're going to have a successful offensive line there needs to be a level of continuity and spring ball is critical to that, to have, you know, those five guys playing together. And I don't think over the course of spring, they were trying to find the right combination of guys and they never had uh, the same offensive line going together more than maybe a week at a time. And I think some of that is carried over into the season. And then right out the gate, you lose your, you start left tackle and then you lose your backup left tackle. So the continuity is not there and it and it's showing, you know, and, and it's because if you don't have that, that, that communication, and that's one of the things about offensive linemen, it requires good communication to understand. So you step in the right way. Everybody's on the same page. Someone's leaving the double team too early because you have that, that, that nonverbal communication that is so critical to have success, success in the offensive line. is just, it's just not there right now.
3: Reggie, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you about the running backs. I mean, that's, that's your deal, right? So Notre Dame has pretty darn good running backs. What are your thoughts on Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree? Um, i
4: have going to, I mean, uh, uh, Kyron Williams is, is, that kid is phenomenal because he's, he's a strong between-the-tackles runner, excellent at the backfield, but he is a really good pass protector. And that is something that is – I won't say rare, but, you know, to get it that early and to catch on that soon uh, is, is extremely valuable and is something that um, I think is going to benefit him well at the next level. And because he's having that success and he's doing those things, Chris Tyree is right behind him, and he's, he's doing those same things because uh, Kyron is is th- 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 those those his buddy. And, and kind of what you were talking, talking up, about, um, their, ability their ability to communicate with each, each other. Uh, uh, it, and that's, that's what, being what, what we had. had. We would talk during practice. We would talk during film. That's what made us so successful because we would we pushed each other to be better.
2: You didn't have, uh, most of the time you worked with an experienced line when you were there?
4: So my four, my four years, years at Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, I, don't, I think don't think we had, we less, had less, than less than three guys go to the NFL uh, every year. I mean, I had, my offensive line was phenomenal.
2: Did you play with any kind of athlete like Kyle Hamilton? The things you see him do are just unbelievable.
4: No, I mean, well, yeah. Um, 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 I played against some guys that had that capacity when I got to the league, but in terms of college, no, I've not seen any any college athlete that is as good as this kid. I mean, his range is just ridiculous. Uh, in terms of his ability to, to track the ball and range, uh, you know, gosh, I'm trying to think of a guy that um, he played at Washington. He passed away. uh, Taylor. That's he. That's who comes to mind. He was played at Miami, but in terms of his ability to track the ball and and just make up so much ground so quickly, and he, and he's a he's a great tackler. Which in this day and age, that's that's saying something because we've had some trouble with tackling. And he's been a he's been a, a, a cons, consistent tackler. But again, that play he made when he came off the hash and ran across the other side of the field and get that interception. I I mean when I saw that I was just like this he he's if he's not a top 5 pick, right. I don't know who he is.
3: Reggie, I, I want to ask you. So I, we we know this the struggles with the offensive line. They're they're well documented up to this point after three games. What do you think about the defense as a whole? I mean, you were a former defensive player as well. Uh, do you think this defense – they've gotten better every game, in my opinion. Do you think this defense can get to the level where they're going to be able to hold teams down enough to allow this offense to score enough points to win ball games? Do you think this is an elite defense?
4: They have the talent. They definitely have the talent. I mean, um, Bertrand, White, linebackers get to the ball. The defensive line across the board, they are extremely effective. The only question mark I would have is the corners. Um, that's, uh, that's where, again, that, you know, and they definitely made some strides this past game, but I just still see too many times, guys, just a little bit out of position, um, you know, some busted coverages, but the biggest thing that must be, and it got a little bit better this third game, but if we don't start tackling a whole lot better than what we are, you know, it's going to be a difficult season. Because you know that's what's that's where a lot of the big
2: plays have taken place. Absolutely, is because of missed tackles. Yeah, they fly to the ball and then they fly right past the the uh, the ball. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> hey, well, we really appreciate you taking taking time for this. Uh, on your on your book, we know it's available at the bookstore. Is there a press site or a publisher site that they can also go to order the book?
4: They go to uh, there there. and I I I think go go to Amazon. Amazon, 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 unfortunately, that's that's where everything
2: is. is. (laughs) Everything (laughs) resides on Amazon. You got that right. You got that right. Well, thank you so much for spending the time. Vince and I enjoyed this. And we wish you lots of success down in Texas with your new job. And we'll stay in touch. Please Please do. do. All right. Thank you. Go Irish. This is no, the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on 960 AM WSBT. We'll be-
1: this is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince Tadario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
3: Hey, music coming back in to the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show, brought to you by, of course, Legacy Heating and Air, your heating and clean air specialists. Find them online at Legacy Heating and Air, Inc. Dot com. Also brought to you by Auto Value Auto Parts, your local Auto Value Auto Parts store where service is the difference. We get it. By Edward Jones, Edward Jones Making Sense of Investing. Contact Jerry Madsen in Osceola or Craig Langhofer in New Carlisle. You can also contact Joe Ladig in Mishawaka or John Shaver in South Bend. By Fisher's Barbecue and Catering at 213 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka for drive through carry-out, or catering. Just look for the smoke. By Four Winds Casino, are you ready for your next escape? Experience the excitement at Four Winds Casino. With award winning cuisine, the latest slots, a variety of table games, including live poker. Four wins casinos, your entertainment escape must be 21 years or older. Please play responsibly. By Key Bank, open up a Key Bank, a Key Smart checking account today. Key Bank opens doors. For more info, visit Key.com. Key Bank is number FDIC. By Mimos Pizza, Mimos on Edison and Mishawaka. If you like pizza, you'll love Mimos. Manja, manja. Tim?
2: Thanks, Vince. And now we're going to have our weekly feature, the KeyBank Keys to the Game. KeyBank, a proud sponsor of the cashback credit card, up to 2% back for those of you who like cash and getting it back. Earn up to 2% cashback also on purchases with a key cashback credit card. KeyBank opens doors. For more info, visit key.com slash cashback. KeyBank is member FDIC. So our own uh, Vince D'Addario will now... Honor us with his <laughs> keys to the game. Let's see how many we can get through here in this short segment. Vince, go honor ahead. you.
3: I don't know about honor you, but I've got some keys to the game, Tim. Yeah. So my uh, my first key to the game is it's it's time for uh, Hart and Lewis to grow up. Those are Notre Dame's starting cornerbacks. I just have a feeling that this game plan for Notre Dame is going on defense is going to be, hey, we got to stop the run. So they're going to devote more personnel to stopping the run. And that's going to put Hart and Lewis on an island outside as corners. And I think they're ready for it. I think they're ready to step up. And uh, they're going to get their opportunity today. I I like Notre Dame's corners versus the Wisconsin wide receivers. I think that's a matchup that falls in Notre Dame's favor. So if Hart and Lewis can do what I think that they can do, They're going to grow up this week, and they're going to show why they're the starters at the University of Notre Dame. So uh, look for the corners to be an integral part in this defense this week.
2: They're going to put on their big boy pants for this week's game.
3: You got it. Absolutely.
2: How about another key?
3: So the front four absolutely needs to dominate on defense for Notre Dame. You know, the big thing for Wisconsin, if they can get their offensive line to the next level, which means get to the linebackers, it's going to be a long day for Notre Dame. And the only way to prevent them from getting to those linebackers is for the front four to dominate and demand double teams. Uh, they also need to get the backfield. They they need to make Graham Mertz's life, you know, miserable. Uh, he needs to be thrown off balance. He needs to be thrown off platform. He needs to be off his timing when he drops back to throw the football. If these linebackers for Notre Dame can scrape cleanly and meet the running back at the line of scrimmage, that favors Notre Dame all day. Uh, but can they do it? Can this front four? prevent the offensive line for Wisconsin getting to that level. That's a big question mark.
2: And let's squeeze in one more key.
3: Chunk plays. Notre Dame needs their chunk plays offensively. I don't know that I trust this offense to put together multiple uh, double-digit drives offensively. So they're going to need to score quick uh, at times. They're going to need those chunk plays, whether it's to the running backs out of the backfield, whether it's a run game. Whether it's, you know, Kevin Austin, you know, Michael Mayer, Braden Lindsey, Avery Davis, you name it. They've got options, but they need to score quickly at times and they need those chunk plays to win.
2: Yeah, I think I saw there's some new t- statistic out there, how they formulate it, that Notre Dame's way down at the bottom of finishing drives. Not the red yeah. zone, but finishing drives and stuff. So
3: Yeah, they're 92nd in the country uh, in that particular stat. But guess what? Wisconsin is worse. So they need to take advantage of that.
2: There's a statistic for everything nowadays. Isn't you
3: got it? it, especially when gambling
2: is on the line. Right. Thanks, Vince. This is the key bank keys to the game. KeyBank Smart Checking. You work hard to make checking smarter. No maintenance fees. No minimum balances. Forty thousand ATMs. Pretty smart. Open a Key Smart Checking account today. KeyBank opens doors. For more info, visit keybank.com. KeyBank is a member FDIC. We'll be right back to wrap up the first hour.
1: This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 a.m. WSBT.
3: And your Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show, of course, is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Your heating and clean air specialists. Find them online at Legacy Heating and Air, Inc. by Edward Jones. Making sense of investing contact terry clark in south bend or matt carroll in waka also ryan hale in south bend or jerry hunt also, also in, in south bend, bend. by zolman's Zol- best one tire and auto care zolman's best one tire and auto care serving you and your family for three generations by wings etc wings etc grill and pub within 14 area locations Stop in today or order online at go.wingsetc.com. by Southland Orthopedics. They're the team position for the University of Notre Dame since 1949 by Monterey Mexican Grill. Monterey Mexican Barn Grill, authentic Mexican, served fresh daily at McKinley and Division in Mishawaka. MontereyMexican.com. Tim?
2: Thanks, Vince. Folks, with all of our sponsors, we hope you patronize them. We got a lot of them, so there's a lot of places to eat. Get your garage door fixed. Get your investments done. Do your banking. You name it, right, Vince?
3: That's right. Everything, everything's covered. You can even get your car fixed. It's all, <laughs> it's all right there for you.
2: Hey, hey, real quick. You got to take your son to the game last week and sit in the sand. So how was that?
3: It was awesome. It was. Uh, I definitely did not do my job as an analyst. It was more having fun with my kid, and we were, you know, talking about what we see and and all this. And and it's funny. Right before Avery Davis scored the touchdown on that post route uh dylan reaches over to me and he goes dad they need to run a post route here it's wide open boom the 14 year old apparently needs to be calling plays too which is awesome so it was a really fun afternoon we really enjoyed ourselves and uh, i appreciate uh my buddy brian for hooking us up with the tickets and allowing us to spend the day together we tailgated we watched the game and we sweat together because it was really hot out there but uh it was a blast it's something i'm never gonna forget that's for sure
2: uh you better watch it brian will be talking to uh dylan about uh seriously
3: my job is in jeopardy right now he's (laughs) he's calling out plays it was pretty impressive
2: and uh real quickly he's uh, still doing well as a kicker on uh, his his, uh, football team plus playing soccer
3: yeah starting on the soccer team kicking for the football team he keeps himself plenty busy he's on his way right now to an out-of-town tournament so uh he'll be busy you know uh Kicking the football around uh, all day today while we're watching football,
2: the American version. All right, we'll be right back after a short break for the second hour of the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show. We will discuss all things football with former Irish players, receiver Bobby Brown and defensive lineman Reggie Florima. Plus, we'll catch up with Jarrett Grace, and we'll have our weekly feature, "Put Me in Coach." We hope you'll stay there right, I'm sorry, stay right with us on your home for Fighting Irish Football, Sports Radio, 960 AM WSBT, or via the WSBT radio app, or streamed at WSBTradio.com. Go Irish! Welcome back to the second hour of game day. Glad you are with us. Matt Embry is producing back in the WSBT studios. We're less than four hours from kickoff right here on WSBT. Stay right here because immediately following game day at 9 a.m. will be game day sports beat with Darren Pritchett and Sean Sires leading into the network pregame show, then kickoff at just after 12 noon. And your coverage is not over when the game ends. After the game, join Sean Sires and Evan Sharpley for a review of the game, plus all the stats and interviews on the official Notre Dame postgame show, all on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Vince, early getting up. Hey, One hour wait. done, another hour to go. Let's
3: see, we're rolling right through, man. It's like it feels like it's already noon. We're good to that's go, right. man. Getting up early, that's no big deal. We got this.
2: Um, Wisconsin playing at 11 a.m., man. That's
3: that's early. We'll take that advantage. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, take whatever advantage you can get in a big matchup like this.
2: So let's get the opinion of an early morning game from two former uh, Notre Dame players. And glad to have back uh, wide receiver. Bobby Brown and defensive lineman Reggie Florima. Good morning, gentlemen. Good
5: morning, gentlemen. Good morning, good morning. Good I Irish heard. morning, baby. What's oh, good, man. America? Yeah, we're going to be up this early. We're going to come. We're we, we enthusiastic. Thanks for having let's us, go. baby. Yeah, let's go. Hey,
2: you got to Hey, first of all, you guys get kind of get a pulse of the Irish nation because you both have podcasts. So, Bobby, real quick, talk about your podcast and then we'll get Reggie. So if people want to get in, in touch with you and talk football or anything else.
5: Absolutely. Uh The podcast goes by and I'll say it slowly just to enunciate as my mother, the educator, used to tell me <laughs> ball hog, as in someone who doesn't pass the ball, ball hog sports talk and um, a little fun fun fact, we we sort of pseudo merged the two in the sense that uh, although uh, Big Reg is doing the Big Flow show, he is uh, a, a very important and integral part of the ball hog sports talk. So I get to be with Big Flow. Why oh, I call him Big Flow? Uh, I, I get to be with Big Flow every Friday. We do the show together. We have a great time. It is where sports, business, and entertainment collide. We do it rough, rugged and raw. Uh, anybody that knows me. Uh, from the Notre Dame days, knows that I've never been shy, and I still continue <laughs> to never be shy when it comes to the content on the podca- podcast. So please come check us out, and I guess I'll do my intro. It's uh, the Ball Hog Sports Talk with your boy B Brown Esq, aka the Ball Hog, aka the Mouth of the South, aka Mister Excessive Celebration, and uh, yeah, that's just the beginning of some of the fun that we have. Uh, but yeah, we just we cover sports, business, entertainment. Obviously, as two Notre Dame grads. There's, there's always Notre Dame content on there as well. So please, please, please come join us every Friday morning. If you want to see it live, if not, subscribe to the Podcast Universe. And that's the introduction of it.
2: And I could be wrong, but didn't you guys kind of get together, d- d- doing this together after you both were on our show last year?
5: Yeah, I think you, you were. I, I, we'd like to say that this was maybe like we went to a wedding and we met each other and then we got <laughs> married at the wedding. Uh, just seeing his abilities. <laughs> to uh, uh, navigate the content and deliver some some uh, exciting content on his own, uh, you know we've known each other for a while, but to see us in our respective let's call it communications lane, we decided to merge it, and so yeah, man, you 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 can always take credit for our success that we met here and in radio uh, time. Uh, in radio uh language and uh we've been doing it ever since so been been having fun man love having a big flow show on the ball hawk sports talk and yeah man it, it's a great time so so reggie, uh, on uh, my, my show
7: uh yeah I'm reggie florima uh i had the big flow show i do more interviews and stuff like that i don't do it with as much regularity so what happened was i was doing the big flow show and i was trying to uh kind of do a cross um uh uh production type thing or a promotion type thing and we would do the ball hawk sports talk on thursday nights and we would talk about whatever the upcoming big flow show was and then we would talk about sorry we, we did the hot 16 sorry the hot 16 um on thursday nights and we would just we tried to do 16 minutes but it always lasted like 30 minutes and we would just talk <laughs> about a lot of like what was going up with the notre dame game coming up and we did that and then we would kind of promote whatever's gonna be on bobby's show and then he was just like well, why don't you come on our show tomorrow and then slowly but surely, we stopped doing the Hot 16 on Thursdays, and I became a permanent part of that show. So I don't do the Big Flow Show as often as I'd like because I focus so much on the Ballhawks uh, show that we do every week. Um, but I do interviews, and usually I do them in clusters. I try to find some interesting people, and I like to do that. So I really enjoy doing it. So look forward to it. Well, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on, I am have a YouTube channel, the Big Flow Show, I G A B I G F L O. I used to spell it with a W. <laughs> Until I realized I was the only person in the world that used a W, so I dropped the W when I did the show. So, for people who know <laughs> me, it's
2: just Big Flow Show, and uh, at YouTube. So uh, that's Reggie Fulama. While we we'll talk with Bobby again, Bobby, so ball hawk. Did you ever have a game where they were just the Irish were running the ball, running the ball, and come, come on, quit the, you know, I'm, I'm open.
5: Yeah. Well, so no, that, that never uh, happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did play under the legendary Lou Holtz. So yeah. that that answer is the answer basically. <laughs> Absolutely. We learned to stock block out there as wide receivers <laughs> uh under coach Holtz, but so so ball hog if you think of it in basketball such a negative term, but oh, he's a ball hog. He won't he won't pass the ball. But in football, especially when it comes to position of receiver, that's that's what you need to be. You've gotta you've gotta attack the ball. You've gotta want the ball. You gotta feel as though you're open. And some people, uh, the big flow show included, might call wide receivers divas and say that we need <laughs> to be the center of attention. So there's some of that. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of times. Notre Dame, we run the ball. Uh we we used to run the ball a lot more. We used to line up and, and run sets and, and run, 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 run. So as a receiver, I wanted to always think that. In my mind, always want the ball, always feel as though you will do something with it. That way, uh, when Coach Host does finally get around to throwing the ball, uh, <laughs> you'll mentally be ready to catch it. So that that's where the term ball hog came from. And it was a vanity plate that I used at Notre Dame, uh, my first ever car. Uh, the plate said ball hog. Uh,
7: Only a receiver
5: wanted- would get a vanity plate on his very first car yeah Most just you know what like they
7: they gas. saw me at the dealership only, a diva. only <laughs> people a diva. just want gas man, this guy's gonna get a vanity plate tenant windows of, at,
5: at, a at the dealership thousand man some people deserve it just a twinkle in your eyes like, that's a vanity plate guy and that's that's so my vanity plates were ball hog and i wanted to stay true to my days uh, on campus and and with the Irish and so uh, ball hog uh, start. I got it start way back then, but um, Notre Dame is notorious for running the rock. That's why I think this is going to be an interesting game. Although we moved away from it a bit, when you fast forward and look at today's team, uh, Wisconsin is still notorious for running the ball. So this game is going to be won and lost between the trenches. And so, you know, Fasten up your seatbelt and and watch an early game. Noon, too, man. But I'm looking forward to it. Brunch.
3: So we are talking with Bobby Brown and uh, Reggie Florima, members of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And, Bobby, I got to ask you, uh, you know, you talked about this year's team and you talked about not getting the rock as much as you wanted uh, back when you played. What would it be like if Bobby Brown was suiting up for the 2021 Irish where they're pretty much throwing the ball all over the place? I mean, even the running backs are the second and third leading receivers right yeah so i mean what what would bobby brown look like
5: well first i i would spend probably because i used to spend an hour getting dressed uh uh just to make sure i look good before the games i'll probably spend two hours because you're going to be on camera a lot more than uh back in the day at the risk (laughs) of sounding old uh but no i would love it i mean as a receiver you look at these uh, New aged uh, offenses, and you realize that um, if somebody needs one yard, a, a, a pass is well within the the, the purview of what they want to do, and that wasn't the case there. First and ten runs have now become first and ten short passes, and and you know that's just the sign of the times. And, and so, if if I'm honest, there's times I'm you know I sit around and I'm I'm hating. That's I think that's how the young people still say it. I'm hating because I see these younger receivers getting so much love and we spent a lot of time uh when I was playing receiver at Notre Dame blocking. But uh that that's that's like everything, man. Nothing stays the same. It, things evolve and good form. Um uh, uh, I do find myself sounding old sometimes because I know when we're we're in third and short or fourth and short. I'm like get under center. Like, look, I, I, I remember the days when there was you know four running backs in the backfield and and so yeah. um including the, the quarterback considered one. So sometimes I find myself reverting back to that when I'm watching as a fan. I, I, I want to see some power football, but things have changed, and the receivers uh, are definitely a much more uh, integral part of what we do offensively at Notre Dame than than when I played. But uh, hats off to them. I just take an extra hour getting dressed since since I'd be on camera more. You gotta look pretty. You gotta look pretty.
2: <laughs> That's Bobby Brown, Reggie Florima. We can't let the offense take all the airtime, right? So let let's yeah. get you get you going in here. It's still you, be a you little just up cut it any time when he's talking.
7: Yeah, I, I'd just be in plugging holes, holding guards so that the <laughs> linebacker could get free, coming around the tackle so the end could make the big sack. You know, I just do the dirty work like that, like I always did. So um, that's fine. I just make sure that we couldn't score. Or they couldn't score in the middle. That's all. it is. no quarterback sneaks on my watch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so all how bad. are you as a fan when you watch a game? Are you still technically? a defensive lineman and looking at it that way, or can you appreciate the whole the whole game going on?
7: You know, I try to – I'll watch the ball like anybody else, but then, you know, if, if we have a good D-line and the guys are getting after it, then <clears throat> I have fun over the years watching it. Um, back in the day when we had um, – I'm going to mess the names up. The guy plays for the Steelers now big guy uh to it to it it. we had to it and then uh, the unfortunate uh gentleman that passed away Lewis Nix Lewis Mm -hmm. Nix I loved watching that D-line then another guy who transferred to South Florida that was fun you know that was fun watching those guys get after it um so I'll I'll watch it like that when we have really dynamic defensive linemen like that but otherwise I'm kind of like everybody else at this point I just watch the ball it was boring in there sometimes. So sometimes it's boring to watch it. So
2: if you don't so uh, we're, we're yet our, our defensive line is yet to uh, be dynamic.
7: I still had to open up the dead chart. So they had, no one has grabbed me just yet. I'm still looking to see what's going on, but this defense, you know, I think our linebacker play, you know, obviously is, you know, we took a little bit of a step backwards, you know, we're losing guys in the NFL and um uh you know, guys getting hurt and different things of that nature. So I, I don't know. I, I'm waiting for this defense to step up and show its identity, show who they're going to be. But I'm I'm still waiting. You know, Simon is a, is a fun fact. Simon's mother and my and myself went to uh, grammar school together. For, well, basically oh, wow. kindergarten all the way through through high school together. Um, which is funny because I, I saw him at a spring practice and, I, and on Facebook there was a picture, a first and second grade picture. I showed it to him. Said, "Look, this is your mom's first grade." But so I've always been pulling for him. So I've seen that he's been injured quite a bit. Yeah. And yeah. missing some time. So I don't know. I'm waiting for this defense to kind of step up and show who they're going to be and show who that guy is going to be. That we usually have that one energetic guy that just steps out And right now. I don't know who that is. Bobby, maybe you do.
5: I'm biased. I'm a Notre. So obviously Notre Dame, but I'm also a St. Thomas Aquinas cross guy. So Drew White to me, uh, I think in a game like this is going to be someone who you lean on. He likes playing between the tackles uh i i I do like drew white um just because he went to st thomas He, he always is gonna be my favorite any st thomas guy that's on notre dame roster but uh you know i i also like jack kaiser he's played very well uh i think that our linebackers while might while they still might not be household names they've played pretty well and i think this is a game that's designed for them so But when I watch it, like Reggie, I I watch it first from a receiver's perspective. So I'm looking at the safeties and uh, I like to call out pre snap what's going on. I watch a lot of games (laughs) with my son, who I am
2: coaching him, right?
5: Coaching him and training him how to be a quarterback. So the quarterback and the wide receivers are. During a game, they are they're having their own game within the game, and so my son and I like to do that while we're watching it. Like, let's look at the safeties. Let's watch. Okay, let's go from safeties down to linebacker at the snap. See what the linebacker does. If he takes a step forward, likely it's man. You, you know, it, it, combine that with the fact that there's only one safety or, or no safeties, then yeah, we know we're in man. Uh, and so we 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 have the sort of a, a a chess match while we're watching it, and at the ripe old age of eleven. Uh, he he's better than me now, so I got I got to hopefully today I can win the chess match as we're watching this game. My son can't be showing me up, man, but but he's really he's really learning the uh, the, the art of how to read the defenses, so it's fun.
3: So so Bobby, you're watching the safeties. So Kyle Hamilton, your thoughts on uh, on the Irish All American? How he's hey doing man,
5: look he he. I, he is the one household name. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I know. I, I, I felt bad after
7: I said nobody else like, except Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> well, guy.
5: But he's in he's, such you know, a league of his own, though. He is right. in such a league of his own when you compare it to the rest of our defense. Uh, he's been special since the day he stepped on campus, since the day he put on a gold helmet, and you can see it. Uh, but there are flashes where you're like, how did he make that play? So the the part about Kyle Hamilton that I love uh when it comes to this season is replay because when you see these things in replay you get to really appreciate just how amazing the play was. Uh that was my second position in high school and and uh flirted with playing it with it in college and even in the NFL I had a few days playing at safety. Uh so I I love the position to see athletic players uh, uh able to cover that much ground and then most times you say a defensive backs are just wide receivers that couldn't catch. Not him; he can catch too. He's got hands, mm-hmm. and right. he's he's really fun to watch. Obviously, this will probably be the last year we get to enjoy him in an Irish uniform. People are projected him to be a top ten pick, and uh, can't wait to see him at the next level too.
7: Kyle so he's Reg- just a wide receiver that can hit really well. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's right, that's right. right. So, so Reggie, uh, Bobby brought up his son. We got to bring up your son. You got to be a proud papa. I mean, your your son going little to western right i mean i'm proud yeah my name's a little bit
7: it's, it's it's fun you know it is it's interesting the ultimate vanity is to name someone after yourself right there's a human <laughs> being walking around so uh i will say i i, I like uh i do like hearing reggie florima <laughs> caught a touchdown because i never did that before right so you hear his name out there a lot but he's worked really hard um he's class of 22 he's going to be finishing up in december and rolling early in uh, northwestern in January couldn't be more proud of him we took a loss last night to a team that i will not give any publicity to right now um but we lost in double overtime a heartbreaking loss oh, man. Um, i could go on till the, the top of the hour about why we <laughs> lost but nobody wants to hear that right now but really proud of him you know he's, he's he's a good kid uh you know he works with uh special needs kids in school he doesn't get in trouble got grades he did everything i try to get him to do so he gets away with some of the smart mouth he does to me uh, here and there <laughs> <laughs> with that. But super excited, sad at that's the same awesome. time, thinking that he's going to be out of the house in three three months. And, you know, if everything goes right, it's never coming back. Like, you know what I mean? Other than to <laughs> yeah, visit. Right. And that's just such a weird, weird thing to see. But um, my, my daughter, she's a volleyball player who's in her own right. She's got a tournament today, so I'm going to be checking her out. She's going to get all my attention, whether she likes it or not, at the <laughs> end of this year. So that's great. That's off to both of them.
2: That's Reggie Florima. We're also with uh, Bobby Brown here on the legacy heating air game day show on 960 WSBT. Let's start with you, Reggie. So this is an iconic place they're playing today. Is there any stadium that you felt like, wow, I'm I'm in this stadium.
7: Um, Soldier field. We played Northwestern soldier field uh, my, my last year. And that was amazing thing as a, as a kid, you see Soldier Field. That's where the that's where the the, the 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 pros play. And so when you get out there, that was a great place to go. Um the Coliseum uh the Rose uh, yeah, the Rose Bowl. We played uh Keyshawn Johnson and those guys in the Rose Bowl. That was awesome. Uh the mini bowl games, uh down the cotton bowl was great, um, the Fiesta Bowl. But I probably would have to say playing in the Rose Bowl um uh, and playing in Soldier Field were probably the two coolest things that uh that we did besides playing at Irish Stadium remind
2: us both those games win loss
7: uh we beat northwestern they shocked us the next year but i wasn't there and and for those of you guys who are too young to remember we tied uh usc
2: back in the day they had ties
7: it was a 13 game win streak against usc we used to sing happy birthday to igor every time um coach also tell a joke and say uh every time Notre Dame wins the game, Igor the dog would come and, and dance the jig, right? And they say, What does he do when he loses? And he's like, I don't know. He's only 13 years old. And so we would say, <laughs> Happy birthday to Igor. So that was our little joke every year. And we tied and we couldn't sing happy birthday to Igor. So it sucked. And we could have won too. We had one. Derek Mays went down and he spiked the ball. He could have thrown the ball, we would have won. But
2: that that wasn't kind of an excessive celebration, was it? <laughs> No, we didn't. Do I, I don't
7: know. That that must have been under Davy. I don't know if you can I, celebrate their
5: hopes. I think the, the scholarship. Might be <laughs> hey, Bobby, he time, go,
2: time goes fast, Bobby. So, what are you what are you hoping for in today's game?
5: Uh, hoping for the Irish to come out victorious. I think it's going to be a smash-mouth game between the tackles, and I hope that everyone within the the sound of our voices uh, after they're done goes and subscribes to the Ballhawk Sports Talk and our podcast. Uh, <laughs> but and I just, I just want the Irish to come out victorious. Uh, honestly, it, it, at this age, I just like Irish wins. Sing, singing the fight song at the end of the song, that's all that matters. I don't have to deal with the gray hairs of the coaching staff, so <laughs> I don't care how it gets there. Let's just get there with a victory.
2: What do you think, Reggie?
7: I think, you know, Jack Cohn's going to come back and give them a hard time for uh, making him, basically making a transfer by not giving <laughs> his job up. So hopefully everybody rallies around that. Um, I don't I wish it wasn't a brunch game. I don't know why you go to Soldier Field in this big game that you play in the morning. Was is there a game afterwards where the Bears using the stadium? No, the, they're, on the, yeah, they're the on the road. Yeah, it's man. the
2: Fox big noon game now. That's our new theme this year. It's
7: 11 o'clock in Chicago where the game is They're still serving brunch at Denny's. Okay. Like you, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to play the game. It's early. No, it's such it a doesn't. great stadium. This is a this is a prime time game. We're both good, to, whatever. But I, I don't know. So I'm I'm hoping for a good game. I think as long as we get a W, this it, you play ranked teams. You just want to get the W. It doesn't matter how it goes. I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's all field goals. I just want the W.
2: You got it. You got it. And one last thing, Bobby. So you tell your son always to look for the wide receiver before he thinks to go with a draw or something. (laughs)
5: <laughs> absolutely you want to make sure that that hit is uh, out there out wide you know what i mean because the hits inside that tackle box they, you know, they're coming from bigger human beings you'd rather you rather the receiver get hit by a corner and safety. yeah I, I always tell him keep his head up keep his shoulder high and always keep your head up and in the sense that you want to throw first and run when you need to that's how you survive long in the position of quarterback <laughs> i like <laughs> my right.
7: son to stay outside the hashes he- <laughs> you got it
2: right. None Rob of that Rob over the middle. He's always today. the biggest guy outside the hashes. I like right. Bobby, good luck in your game today. Thanks for joining us.
5: Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, guys. I
2: hope, hope you get over last night's loss. It's going to take a while. Hopefully, baby girl will go
7: win some volleyball games. Today. There you go. And there it make is. Me happy then. My Irish bring it home and then right. Northwestern.
2: Let's go. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it.
5: <laughs> Thank you, we'll you for having you. us. All
2: right. We'll be right back on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show on WSBT with former linebacker. Jared.
1: This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Grell and Vince Diderio on Sports Radio 960 AM
3: WSBT. And our Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is, of course, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air, your heating and clean air specialist. Find them online at legacyheatingandair.com. We're also brought to you by Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing. Contact Eric Yetterberg in South Bend or Matt Stem. In Osceola, also Matt Wilson in South Bend, or Pablo Rodriguez in Granger. By Fisher's Barbecue and Catering at 213 East McKinley Avenue in Mishawaka for drive through carry-out, or catering. Just look for the smoke. Also by Four Winds Casino, your entertainment escape. By key Bank, earn up to 2% cash back on purchases with the Key Cash Back Credit Card. KeyBank opens doors. For more, visit key.com slash cashback. KeyBank is number FDIC. By Mimo's Pizza on Edison and Mishawaka. If you like pizza, you'll love Mimo's. Monja, manja.
2: Tim? Hey, thank Vince. We're back here on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day show. It's going to be a beautiful day up in Chicago. You're heading up that way, right, Vince?
3: Uh, as soon as we sign off, uh, I, I'm headed out the door. Yeah, so hopefully there's not too much traffic. Uh, but I got a nice three-hour window to get up there, so hopefully we can make that happen.
2: I wonder what the uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of wind off the off the lake. We, we haven't had a game. Well, I guess our first two games were pretty close. We haven't had one in a while where it came down to a kick right at the very end.
3: Yeah, I mean the well the the overtime game, the first game or the second game, right? Or I'm sorry, Florida Target. State was overtime, <laughs> <laughs> won by true. a field goal because Florida State missed theirs, of course. Um, and so yeah, we had a close game. Games have been closer than they should have been. That's for sure, no question about that. But uh, hopefully they can. Turn the tide here and and uh, you know get a big one here tonight.
2: You got it. Hey Matt, what do we got for Soldier Field to set the stage for Soldier Field? Well, I'd have to. I guess I could hum the bear song, but uh, I do I wouldn't be very good at that. <laughs> so let's just bring on our our next guest. I was going to give you an intro with the, uh, the Soldier Field bear song. There, uh, Jarrett Grace, our next <laughs> guest. How are you today?
8: I, I'm doing well, guys. Thank you for uh, adapting and overcoming the technical issues on my end. Uh, it's, it's good to
2: be with you guys this morning. Hey, hey, that's okay. We appreciate it. I wanted to have a member of the 2012 team on um, because you were the last team that played at Soldier Field. Just tell us about the tell our audience about the atmosphere there at Soldier Field.
8: Yeah, that that was exciting. Um, that was really the first Shamrock game a lot of us had played in. Um, so there was, <laughs> I guess, a lot of talks about the uniforms going into that game and just uh, <laughs> even during practice, you know, the snapshots guys were snagging of us uh, during the week leading up to that. But then, you know, you hear a lot about the the Chicago-Notre Dame connection. So it was like another home game in a way, like a home away from home So we just were, Excited as can be, you know, riding those big buses the day before the game when you're driving through town, it almost felt like you were just establishing or reestablishing what had been, you know, Notre Dame territory. So everything leading up to it was just full of excitement. And then obviously we handled business on game day, um, which was, I mean, cherry on top of all that because otherwise nothing nothing else would have
3: mattered. So Jared, did you do you guys when you go to Chicago because you know, look, Chicago's obviously the closest big city. There's a a great Irish atmosphere in Chicago. Did it feel mm. about as close to a home game as you can possibly get while not being at Notre Dame Stadium?
8: Yeah. Yeah, um you know, I actually was watching some old videos just uh, of that game and hearing the roar of the crowd just even over the audio was impressive because you know, that never does it justice. It very much felt like a home game, um, <laughs> partly because it was cold and windy. I remember that right. was uh, <laughs> one of the, I guess like the first cold game of that season where, you know, we're all shirt, or are sleeveless, but, you know, got the thermals cut, cut off underneath so we can act tough. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you look up and you see, sure, there's, you know, there's always a small contingent of fans from the opposing school, especially when it's, Um, a historical rival. But, yeah, that was – it was – yeah, as close as – I think you said it best, Vince, as close as the home game as you could uh, get. And having a short bus ride there um, only emphasizes that point.
2: That's Jarrett Grace, a linebacker for the 2012 Fighting Irish here on Game D, WSBT did i know lou holtz used to for games and stuff he'd make it make the players study some history about the opponent or the stadium that they were in does brian kelly do anything like that
8: not that i could recall um not not offhand but but i <laughs> i i think a lot of that rivalry speaks for itself and kind of just gets brought up um during those type of games you know you <laughs> Lou Holstead just has so many memorable quotes, you know, <laughs> about him, you know, beating people up in the alleyway. I, I, I don't think Coach Kelly maybe could top those. And I, I don't think he would have, would try either, just out of respect to Lou. But he didn't even have to. That stuff just comes around, you know, the Catholics versus convicts. That stuff just comes up on its own, mm-hmm. um, especially nowadays where, you know, with social media, guys see enough that – they can just focus on their job.
3: <laughs> so Jerry, you brought it up. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. Uh, you, you remembered when, you know, the big talk was all about the uniforms and, and all this. And so of course, this is a shamrock series. They're going to wear some alternate uniforms. They're not quite as uh, controversial as the ones <laughs> you guys wore, I would say, but yeah. I guess uh, a couple questions here. So your thoughts on the ones you wore in 2012 and then your thoughts of the whole, Kind of Shamrock Series situation where you get to wear some alternate uniforms, things like that.
8: Yeah, the the 2012 ones. I I think when we first saw them unveiled, and then especially when we were watching practice film, because we had to you know you get a break in the helmet, otherwise your head sure. is pounding um, during the game when, or when you first wear them. I think we were a little disappointed. We looked like clowns at first. <laughs> and that's just, that's just being honest. It was just goofy. But I say that, and they always grow on me. Um, may, maybe it's just having you know, good memories with them. Sure. Uh, you know, just dominating your opponent. And I'd like to think I'm one of those guys, doesn't really matter what you wear as long as you're handling your business. But, yeah, to to be honest, we were a little, uh, I don't know, I I don't know, just a little hesitant, I guess, to be, you know, these fashion-forward type guys when we're really just uh, blue-collar football players. But, you know, overall, (laughs) overall, I like it. I I think it's
2: fun. You know, some are better than others, certainly. So you're... So you're torn between whether your autographed picture would have you in that uniform or a different uniform. You're so torn about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know. I know what I would
8: prefer. <laughs> I prefer the classic home <laughs> uniform, <Yeah. laughs> like classic gold helmet. That's, that's not even a question, Tim. You got I, I'm it. just saying that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's great. Hey, so, um, being a linebacker on the team and do you get to watch the Irish now play?
8: yes i do i uh i'm a student right now but pretty much watching notre dame is the highlight of my weekend and kind of what i look forward to as like my big study
2: break man you got drew white which everybody expected but jd bertrand leading tackler now for the first three games right vince and i think he's he's up there rated in the in the top five for tackles in the whole country on defense right now so what are you seeing about uh uh, your your fellow linebacker crew there at Notre Dame on this year's team? I
8: like it. I like what I'm seeing. Um, J.D., obviously, the numbers are speaking for himself. Um, I also, you know, during the summer, it was my my summer off, so I was following the team pretty closely, and nothing but good things were being said about J.D. And, and I think he plays the game in a way that any blue-collar guy or really anybody that just loves the game, loves passion plays. Right? He's flying around. He's having fun. He's physical. Everything you can control, he does. And then he's also smart. You know, like a lot of the same traits we've said Drew White has over the years. Um, and, and it's funny. I, uh, I really appreciate Jack Kaiser as well. And I'm watching him play, and, you know, he's not filling up the stat book necessarily. But it reminds me a lot of Danny Spond, a former uh, Notre Dame linebacker, a guy who's just smart. He's doing his job. He isn't going to be considered a weakness by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, somebody that's just so solid, and I'm sure, I'm sure he's doing more out there than just his job. I'm sure he's a great communicator and helping out uh, getting guys adjusted and just uh, adapting to the flow of the game. So I've been really pleased with the linebackers as a whole and just the other guys they throw in there as well.
3: In in a game like this, where you you go up against an opponent with a big physical offensive line, obviously they want to run the ball first, second, and maybe even third. What <laughs> um, what are your thoughts as a linebacker going into a matchup like this, and what do you expect from the Notre Dame defense?
8: Ooh, those type of games give you goosebumps. <laughs> it's it's classic. That's Smash Mouth linebackers. Ah. Uh, You know, my my kryptonite as a player was play action because I love to stop the run. (laughs) And I I think that's probably part of the nature of most linebackers. Uh, You think of, you know, Notre Dame versus Stanford, always putting in like some kind of Spartan package when you have essentially an extra linebacker on the field replacing a safety. Those games are a blast because, yeah, sometimes you have an extra linebacker on the field. One of your fellow um, guys in your position group, and you know you're just gonna be sore after the game. You know you're gonna lay it all out on the line. Um, for 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 Notre Dame, this game, it's wow. It's going to be a different test compared to the first three games. But I, I like I like the speed. I like the aggressiveness of Marcus Freeman. You can see the the strides they've been making each week, um, just settling in themselves. And I and I think. Defensive players relish games like this. I don't want to say you don't necessarily have to think as much because that's, you know, when you're, when you get caught flipping, that's when they take a shot. That's when the play action really gets you. But, but I, I got to think these guys are just ready to go. They're going to be amped up because they know, hey, I'm, I can come downhill early and often in this game, you know, first, second, third down. I can hit somebody. Um, so I, I imagine those guys, just like we would have been fired up there, ready to go.
3: One one more uh, kind of X's and O's question for you, Jared, from me. I, w- you know, you said your kryptonite was play action, which I totally get. <laughs> um, but when you're playing, and it, let's say you've got a guy like Kyle Hamilton behind you, uh, does mm-hmm. that take a little bit more worry off of your play? Like, okay, even if I bite on play action, I got somebody back there <laughs> who's probably going to make an All-American play and kind of save all of <laughs> us.
8: Yeah, yeah. It definitely uh, eases your mind a little bit. Cal Hampton gets the uh, the nickname the Eraser. That's what Harrison Smith. That's what we call yeah. Harrison Smith right. as well. Absolutely. You know, similar guys, just rangy, fast, physical. Now you don't want to um, stress those guys out too much, right? You don't <laughs> want to constantly rely on that eraser. But if it's you know, uh, you can you can pick your shots sure. certainly, right? If you get a tell during the game and you can just feel like all right, this is gonna probably what they're gonna do. I might. You know, try to make a good play here. Definitely, knowing a guy like Kyle is back there eases your mind a little bit. And and, it, and and not only does it ease your mind, it's it can it's gonna affect the quarterback as well. You know, he might see a guy who's open, but if he's only open by you know five yards versus ten yards, he still might not even make the throw just because he knows Kyle Hampton can make up that ground and not only disrupt. The pass, but he could easily pick it off, as we've seen. You know, just the range sure. he has back there.
2: So that's Jarrett Grace. I'm Tim Growl. We're along with Vince D'Addario on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. So, what do you think about all this talk about expanding playoffs and everything? Obviously, you were on a playoff team in, in 2012. So, what do you think about uh, your feelings on them expanding this? Oh. <clears throat>
8: I, I, Tim, I love that you guys keep bringing up these controversial questions. First the Shamrock uniforms, now the playoffs. Well, you said you were still uh, a the, student,
2: so I knew you, you, were, you, were, you still got the brains going on right now. So I knew you could-
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, you know, if, if it's going to happen, I think having Jack Swarbrick at the lead is absolutely um, – he'll absolutely put us in the best position moving forward. I – I don't necessarily like the idea of expanded playoffs or at least the, um, it, the manner in which it's been proposed. I consider myself a little bit more of a football traditionalist. I love the big bowl games. I love seeing, you know, the matchups out of conference, um, and, and just the pageantry, the history of football, you know, these old rivalries, you know, the cotton bowl, Fiesta bowl, Rose bowl, all these big games getting, almost just like the recognition they deserve. So I think if that could be incorporated in some capacity and and just honoring the history of the game and the things that helped build it up to be this just national like machine of not, not just revenue, but something that the whole nation kind of gravitates towards every weekend and looks forward to every year. I think just paying them homage would be um, something I would consider. But I, but I think at the same time, um, there've been enough teams kind of making a case that weren't necessarily making you know the the fourteen playoff or just getting to the championship that something had to be done. I I just I don't know if the plans currently proposed are the best, and that's where I'll leave it at that. Kind of like a politically correct <laughs> answer, if pleasing everyone. But I love
2: it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you were great. I don't know if you've been watching that new Peyton Manning uh, GE College Bowl, but you're handling all the questions professionally and just right. (laughs) So I'll give you an easy one here as we go as we uh, uh, go out the door. Who was your favorite pro football player that you liked when you were growing up?
8: Favorite pro football player? Oh, so I was Dan Marino for Halloween, (laughs) probably like five years in a row. (laughs) <laughs> Don't really know why, but I was, and then I, yeah, was just a big Dolphins fan. You know, had Ricky Williams jerseys. The, I had a green Dolphins jersey, the orange alternate jersey. I, you know, had a Dolphins helmet. So I'll say Dan Marino, um, but then that kind of bled into just yeah, Dolphin fanhood. Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, I loved watching those guys play um, quite a bit. Yeah, so uh, I'll say Dan Marino. <laughs>
2: That's good. So that, that's good enough. So you can't I'll, go
8: wrong with Dan Marino. Yeah.
2: I'll squeeze, yeah. I'll squeeze uh, one last uh, thought in here. We've been asking different players uh, with the NIL name, image, and likeness. Do you have a particular food product or service that you would like to have approached you if you if that was available when you played?
8: Yeah, that is a whole nother can of worms. Probably, honestly practically speaking i would have loved the deal um not that not that they were around south bend but like kroger mm-hmm. like the grocery store chain so maybe like martin's
6: there you you know. go. <laughs> that just
8: would have been just something very very practical um and you could do a lot of good with that as well like not only are you uh having a full stomach you could put together just events to help out maybe those less fortunate you know with like food they have you know it's being turned over um yeah and that's where i spent probably all my uh you know my scholarship money just <laughs> trying to eat and fuel and you know getting
3: stuff to clean up the house
2: how did i expect any other than a a, a really good answer
3: that was such an adult like that's practical right. answer like that right. that was not a college <laughs> answer let me just tell you that that was yeah. fantastic that was great.
2: <laughs> I, t- I tell people if i was a player i would i want hostess ding-dongs that's what i'm, <laughs> that's what I'm like. <clears throat> Nothing, more, nothing Tim, you'd less be running extra linebacker. It was very analytical. <laughs> yeah. It was very good, right, Vince? <laughs> yeah.
3: Absolutely. I love the extra sprints comment, too. That's great. <laughs> All
2: right, Jared, now go it goes fast. We appreciate you getting up early on this day and spending time with you, and we'll uh, catch up with you again.
8: All right, sounds good, guys. Go Irish.
2: Go Irish. Stay with us as we're back after a short break on Sports Radio 960 WSBT and streaming.
1: This is Legacy Heating and Air Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince DiDario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
3: And your Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show is brought to you by, of course, Legacy Heating and Air, your heating and clean air specialists. Find them online at LegacyHeatingandAirInc.com by auto value auto parts your local auto value auto parts store where service is the difference we get it by edward jones edward jones making sense of investing contact leo e creamer in south bend or jim hitchman in mishawaka by zolman's best one tire and auto care zolman's best one tire and auto care serving you and your family for three generations by Wings Etc. Grill and Pub with 14 Michiana area locations. Stop in today or order more online at togo.wingsetc.com. By and Orthopedics Team Physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. By Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Authentic Mexican served fresh daily at McKinley and Division in Mishawaka. MontereyMexican.com. By Mimo's Pizza. Mimo's is on Edison and Mishawaka. If you like pizza, you'll love Mimo's. Manja, manja. Tim, take it
2: away, sir. Here we go. Thank you again. Thank you to all of our sponsors again. Now we're ready for our weekly feature, Put Me In Coach. Oh, put me in coach. I'm ready to play today. Put me in coach. And here we go. So each week, we put a player in today's game and would like to get their perspective of what they see, what they expect, and how they would play that position. So today, with my magic wand, (laughs) I'm going to make Vince 6'5", 310 pounds, and make him an offensive lineman. It's
3: my dream come true. I've always wanted to be an offensive lineman, (laughs) and uh, my 5'8 body would just not cooperate with me. But uh, today is the day, Tim. That I get to be an offensive lineman. I'm going to be an offensive lineman for Notre Dame. And uh, look, everybody's heard the whispers. Everybody's heard the grumblings about the offensive line. And guess what? So have I. And uh, and since I am a leader on this offensive line, our, our guys know what people are saying. And so I'm going into this game with a gigantic chip on my shoulder. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight and fight and fight. And I'm going to try to take it to this Wisconsin defense because look, this Wisconsin defense—they're a three-four defense, which means they got three down linemen, four linebackers. They're going to bring pressure from all different areas. They're really good at it. They mask their pressures really well. So I've got to be aggressive at the at the line of attack. I've got to keep my head up. I got to watch for those twists, watch for those stunts, be able to move and get off blocks and uh, and and double team, get to the next level, and just be aggressive. I look. You know, no one from the outside can expect massive gains from week three to week four necessarily. But I do feel like when things click for this offensive line, they're going to click and things are going to be really good. So it all starts with aggression. It all starts with playing hard. It You know, it, it starts with keeping your head up and seeing everything in front of you. That's what I'm looking for from this offensive line. I, I think they can do it. They, these guys are all highly ranked guys. I mean, one was considered an All-American for goodness mm-hmm. sakes. Then they right. can do it. They have the ability. They just have to show it. And I, I think this week they take stop, steps in that direction.
2: And uh, as we were talking earlier off the air, I think you it was such a uh, great intuitive phrase. You said if they would just play average. Yeah, average absolutely. Average line, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, It. it look, it, I'll remind everybody that, and I think I've said this before on this show, I get all the shows kind of combined, but uh, Clemson won a national championship with a very average offensive line. I don't believe any of those five guys are in the NFL right now and they won a national title so they may not be in the nfl but they've got that national title ring right Mm -hmm. that they can show their grandkids someday that's all notre dame needs to do they've got the skill talent and if you give jack cone time he's going to pick guys apart and or pick teams apart and he's going to find the open man they've got six legitimate receiving targets at notre dame that includes the two running backs not a lot of teams can say that you know there there were guys that did not have very good games against purdue and avery davis steps up and has a great game You know. Chris Tyree and and uh, Kyron Williams are the second and third leading receivers on this team they've got guys that can make plays there's no question about it the offensive line just has to play average they play average sky's the limit for this team no question
2: and you think against the Wisconsin defense you think it's more probability that will happen than not
3: well this is a, a huge test this this Wisconsin defense is the best part of their team There's no question about it. And it's the front seven that makes it the best part of their team. I think Notre Dame can do a really good job uh, with the receivers versus the secondary. But the front seven is where the test is really going to be. I think Notre Dame has to get horizontal. They got to get guys out in space because the linebackers for Wisconsin are really, 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 really good in the box. They're not so good outside the box in open space. That's where Notre Dame excels. So if they can get the ball outside, I think good things can happen uh, for this Notre Dame offense. I think they can dictate what they want to dictate offensively.
2: Good stuff. Good stuff. With my magic wand, I'll take you back to present day at your (laughs) regular height and weight
3: back to being my tiny self. All right, fine.
2: (laughs) And that's our put me in coach segment for this week. We'll be right back on sports radio, 960 WSBT to close.
1: This is legacy heating and air game day with Tim Grau and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT
2: we got it and we are back what a two almost two hours it goes so fast Vince so Vince let's uh, got a minute to get your final thoughts on today's game followed by your score prediction
3: well, you know, I think this is uh, this is a big test for Notre Dame, obviously. It's also a big test for Wisconsin. I mean, they haven't seen a team like Notre Dame yet. They've obviously played Penn State and lost. And they played Eastern Michigan, who wasn't really much of a threat. So um, it, it's going to be a very interesting game for Notre Dame and Wisconsin. I think Notre Dame can, you know, hit the big plays. If they hit two or three big plays, I think that's enough. I, I think if Notre Dame hits 30 points, they're going to win this ballgame, no question. I have a lot of faith in the Notre Dame defense. I think they're going to, you know, keep Wisconsin out of the end zone for the most part. So my prediction is Notre Dame twenty-seven, uh, Wisconsin seventeen. So a ten-point victory for Notre Dame. Um, if things go right for Notre Dame, if they hit some of the shots that they did not hit against Purdue, the score could be even better. But uh, I'm not ready. I'm not quite ready to 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 uh, predict a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. At the at the end of the day, you want Notre Dame to have a victory. That that's what you want out of this day. And if Notre Dame comes home victorious. That's what you want to see, but you also want to see some progression and getting right. better every single game.
2: Over under two for the number of series that Tyler Buckner plays.
3: Um, I'm I'm going to say under because I'm not convinced that his hamstring is completely healed yet. So yeah. that's something you don't want to rush him back with. And if no, he absolutely. went out with a hamstring. You're going to need him down the line. So if he doesn't play today, that's okay. I'm not. I, I don't have any insider information that that's the case but I haven't heard much about him this week. So I'm just going to say, if he doesn't play, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Cone can, can handle things this game.
2: You got it. Thank you for listening. And Vincent, and I want to thank Matt Embry back in the studios for producing. And a personal thanks to all the guests that took their time out of an early morning. Yes. Please tune in next week at 9 a.m. as Notre Dame welcomes the Cincinnati Bearcats in a top 20 battle. For Vince Dario, this is Tim Growl. We wish you a safe and beautiful day. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on your home for fighting Irish football. Sports Radio, 960 AM, WSBT South Bend. Go Irish!